and we're back with another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 185, uh, aka season three, episode five, uh, coming at you this Saturday. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Mr. Richie Rich, along with MC. And since we do this show, and you can call in if you desire, uh, here are some phone numbers. Uh, 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. That's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. Uh, so what is going on with you this week, MC? Um, just uh, having fun on the Wahoo. Um, going <laughs> to clubs, eating you know dinner at fancy restaurants. And, with liberty-minded uh, individuals, I heard. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, good times. Uh, so we had another visitor coming from Maui to to visit us here, um, and uh, uh, yeah, so good times. I don't know. I don't have anything dramatic happening. Um, um, I guess Kavanaugh is going to be uh, sworn into his new position sometime, and uh, and the left is going to have a meltdown, and that should be fun to watch. I guess I don't know. But uh, that's the one problem with like single stories dominating the news cycle. Right. <laughs> right. And it goes on and it goes on and it goes on. And again, from the from the liberty slash anarchist perspective, we go like, who cares? Right. There's so much other issues to focus on um, that's wrong with Kavanaugh. And we get we get bogged down with the nonsense. Um <laughs> And it was difficult. Like I was, I was looking high and low for you know for for show prep for today. Um, I think I don't I don't have as many uh, headlines as I usually do, something because of that. Because like every other article was you know, Kavanaugh this, Kavanaugh that, and then it was disrupted by one little article where they were making fun of Trump for having like toilet paper on his shoe as he yeah. was getting on air. I was like, wow, that's fucking breaking news right there. Like you know, can we talk about this for two more days? There, there was one thing that came came up in the news that uh, it didn't it didn't get much press and and I don't even know the whole story. All I know is like something like seven cops got shot in South Carolina or something like that or North Carolina. Okay. And yeah, so I was just wondering if if, if you heard about that. Um. No. I mean, may, maybe I I'm trying to scroll through this real quick because I know I did. I don't, see... I don't know if it's on. I don't think it's on our list, but. Um, I, I just remember glancing past it. I, you know, seven cops get shot. You'd think it'd be a, like a huge story, but you know, yeah, um, something happened in eight, 1982. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I there, there, some, some a lot of times I don't post stories like that on our list because if I oh, did sure. that, this would turn into the bad cop show. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, and I understand that, but right. Um, my my point is is like you would think that it would have made the news and the mainstream news. Um, but you know, I guess it didn't fit the agenda or whatever, so it didn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I I was I paused for a minute because uh, even though I don't post it as show prep, I told you I have a buddy uh, back home now uh, who's who's uh, with us as far as you know the bad cop stuff. Um, he hasn't made the the full swing to libertarian or anarchist yet, and that was part of a conversation that I had uh, over messenger with him like last week. Um, was uh, about that. He's like, well, I know we agree on this, but I don't really, I don't really know any of your other positions. So I don't know where else we would agree. And I, I told him hundred percent anarchist, you know, like, you know, screw them all basically. Um, 
but we we share you know funny and odd and we go back and forth on the bad cop stuff so when you mentioned seven uh seven cops shot in north carolina um, i remember sending him something about a couple of cops uh being shot and the one that i found was two police officers killed in shootout in mississippi um and then another one I sent him was cop sentenced to 15 years for faking war on cops, shooting herself and blaming fake black man. <laughs> uh, and here's a here's a funny one. This is again, this is why we could go back and forth on on bad cop stuff all day long, but we don't need to. Uh, police apologize for using sirens to settle woo woo or Nina debate. Apparently, like just a brief on, on that one, because that I, you know, I thought about posting that because it's funny. And then I didn't, but basically like, uh, I think it was like Sweden or something. Um, they were, they were doing like a little, uh, demonstration for fourth graders. Um, and then there were, you know, the fourth, they're, you know, talking to fourth graders about like, what's, what sound does the siren make? Um, and apparently it was either wee woo or Nina. And so they were setting off the sirens in the neighborhood, uh, <laughs> upset, <laughs> upsetting the locals, uh, about that. So yeah, you know. So there's 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 definitely enough um, cops doing dumb things stories to to fill my newsfeed every week, and the the really the really exemplary ones I guess are the ones that I like. Okay, that that's something that we need to talk about. Um, but a lot of times it's just you know just just another bad cop story, right? Just another bad apple, which is kind of how I got into that in the first place, right? Like I had a I had a cop friend. Um, and occasionally I would share, you know, like cops doing dumb things stories and he would always come to their defense like, oh no, it's just, it's just one bad apple. That's just an isolated incident, you know? So then I really went on the hunt, you know, for, <laughs> I was like, okay, now, now every bad cop story is going to make my newsfeed with, you know, some sort of tag. So every, every cop story that came through after that was tagged as, you know, like just another isolated incident. Or something like that or you know it can't happen in your town unless you live in you know fill in the blank um and occasionally right even uh be, you know because my my buddy is still uh, local to hawaii occasionally he'll send me like the local news stories about bad cops doing dumb things uh over there so when they go like it's just another isolated incident or it can't happen in your town well it definitely can it can and it does um, even, even in Hawaii where, you know, like no matter where you live, the cops are always good in your town because you're used to them. Um, but yeah, you, wherever you live, there's, there's bad cops doing dumb things. Uh, you know, one bad apple spoiling the whole bunch as it were. Um, and I'm just <laughs> like a cab man, like, you know, uh, from, from the anarchist perspective, uh, screw them all. Right. I, I don't care if he's your, your <laughs> uncle or your brother, or, you know, your friend's dad or whatever, um, uh, or your dad MC, you know, uh, for for what it's worth um they're just you know you, you once you take up the profession no matter how good of a job you think you're doing um you you still are a uh a wage earner from the state like it's still funded uh coercively instead of voluntarily and until until that part of it changes right where you're funded voluntarily by people who want the service um i'll just i'll just stick with like the, you know the, the no good cop much Yeah. Um, so I did find the story um, okay. about the seven cops that were shot. So what happened was this uh, disbarred lawyer happened to live in a, in a, in a house where there was lots of uh, uh, violence happening, I guess. Um, and so there was a warrant for somebody else that lived in the house 
about somebody assaulting a minor that lived in the house. And so that's why the cop was there. And then uh, some things escalated, got out of control, um, and shots were fired and uh, ended up shooting at, or actually injuring uh, seven cops and one of them died. Um, so that was the situation. So there was a warrant in this situation, uh, but it wasn't, it wasn't for this particular fella um it was for somebody else so um yeah kind of a bad situation all around um uh don't know if it could have been handled differently because i wasn't there i don't know exactly what happened but um uh, anyway that guy is uh, is arrested um being charged with murder unfortunately and, and uh yeah well, here's a way it can be handled differently because I don't remember when this started uh, making the news or when this started to be more of a thing than it needs to be. Uh, but cops serving uh, no-knock raids and no-knock warrants, right? Because how often do they get the wrong house versus, you know, how often do they get the right house? And that could easily be uh, curbed, I guess, for lack of a better term. If they were to just knock on the door, you know, like ring the doorbell, and when the homeowner comes to the door, say like, you know, we, we have a warrant for this person for this thing or whatever, um, and we would like to search, right? There's no reason to like bust the door down and enter as they do um, when when you know when incidents like this happen, right? The 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 homeowner whose wrong house you have isn't going to fire back at you. If you're talking to him on the porch about what needs to be done and the excuse of, you know, well, if, if it's a drug house, right, then we got to we got to like stop them. We got to bust in before they flush all the drugs down the toilet uh, is also nonsense as well, uh, because, well, I think human lives are a little bit more valuable, right, than the, the drugs that might get lost, right? They're not going to be flushing weapons down the toilet. So if you're looking for, you know, weapons or illegal weapons or anything like that, uh, it'll be all good. And it's not like they're going to be able to flush all the drugs down the toilet if they answer the door. You know, but how about you give how about you give someone a couple minutes to answer the door before you go like busting through the door and getting everybody shot at when when someone tries to defend their own property, regardless of whether or not you have a warrant. Right. There's like a proper safe way to serve the warrant, uh, you know, if you're going to be on that side. And there's the destructive way that always escalates to more violence and when you just bust the door unannounced. So if you, if you want to know how it can be done better, I wasn't there either. But how about let's knock on the door first uh, and serve a warrant before everyone starts shooting at each other. Right? Now, if you knock on the door and he answers the door, right, and, and starts firing right away, well, then, yeah, now you're in a shootout. Uh, but at least, you know, from the cops' perspective, you can at least say that, you know, they weren't they weren't attempting to escalate or they weren't looking for violence, uh, as it's easy to say and easy to see when they just go smashing through the door, uh, you know, to serve a drug law. Not even to take into account that, you know, drugs should be legal anyway, and they shouldn't be even bothering people uh, with or without drugs in their house. Sure. I mean that that would that was I think that would solve half of the problem with law enforcement. I'm 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 not talking about the 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 way they're funded, but um, if they were to legalize drugs, um, that would that would it, it would cause 
so much less uh, uh, conflict between the cops and the and the citizens. Absolutely. Um, that uh, you know, you, you would think that more cops would be on on board with that. You know, the ones at least the ones that think they're doing a good job. Um, and and there are you know a few cops that that refuse to arrest people for drugs and stuff like that. But um, unfortunately, um, it's it's not that widespread, and people get rewarded for the more drug arrests they get. And so it even creates incentive to to plant drugs on people so they can get noticed in their yeah. police departments. So. If, you know, oddly enough, made fun by Dave Chappelle, right, on the Chappelle show, and yet turns into reality in, in modern drug culture. Yeah. Right? I, oh, what, what wrong house? I just sprinkle some crack on him and let's go. And then what do you have? You know, no-knock raids on the wrong house and then planting drugs behind um, in order to, to cover up the, the first mistake. Right? Even, oh man, we didn't even really cover the story about the cop who entered the wrong house thinking it was her house, right? Lie number one. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, the big story after that was, oh, they found like, what, like two grams of marijuana. So so it justified, you know, the killing of the dude because he had a, a you know, a little bit of weed in his house. Like, no, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's still wrong, still bad, still not, you know, not the right thing to do. I want to I want to take a step back a minute before we get too far down the, the line of off topic. Um, um, as 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 it is known at this point, I moved uh, away from Hawaii uh, to New Hampshire to join the Free State Project. And I will say this: I've been to a couple of meetup groups uh, for uh, Free State Project members so far, um, and there's a lot more people here. Than our little like ten man oh. at the at most. Uh, yeah, I believe the, it. The White <laughs> so, so, so um, but we were having we were having um, dinner the other night before one of the uh, meetups, and we were you know it, part of the the table discussion was was the the Kavanaugh confirmation right and mm-hmm. one of the things that I brought up you know because they were like oh no you know they have the same kind of problems we all have uh, you know with with non anarchist non liberty oriented people on Facebook. And that's uh, the, the dealing with those people uh, when it comes to this type of issues, right? Because the whole Kavanaugh thing, as we, as we talked about earlier, was, was boiled down to a he said, she said with zero evidence when the real focus for liberty-minded individuals and anarchists would be um, atrocious uh, working on the Fourth Amendment, you know, uh, his positions on the Fourth Amendment. And so one of the things that I brought up at the table discussion, and this is still something that needs to be overcome in some form or fashion, is whenever someone else posts something about uh, about this or about any other thing in current events, is that um, they control the narrative, right? They control what is talked about. And if you come with another perspective or another argument or another position, um, you're, you're silenced immediately, right? Like your, your comments get blocked. Your, your, your friends disappear. Um, if, you know, if you're, if you're on the mainstream media and you just happen to get a, like a liberty minded economist or whatever on one of the main shows, uh, they get cut off or edited out or, you know, or they're just not allowed to speak. Um, and it's a, it's a big deal with issues like that where, you know, the, the, we never, we didn't come to a resolution at the dinner, but it was like, 
well, how do how do we then control the narrative, right? If we're going to go out there and, and push these positions uh, into the public into the public sphere, feel free to comment, MC. Like, how do, how do we take back the narrative so that it focuses on on real issues rather than you know agenda issues, um, you know, like like a he said she said no evidence type of thing, right? Like, where where does that come into play? I wanted your thoughts on that. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> like I said, I, I, I imagine that nobody is listening to us right now, and that's how I can keep doing it. So. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I see you comment on Facebook, you know, and, and go back and forth with some people on some, some interesting oh, sure. topics. Sure. And, it, and most of the people I argue with are non inconsequential um, leftist communists and stuff like that that, that think they're – deep thinkers and and it's just funny to me mostly and that and that's why i do it i'm trying i enjoy trying to figure them out like what what make what motivates them to to uh, spout nonsense okay so that's that's one of the reasons why i argue with people on facebook um yeah as far as mainstream goes wow i mean it's it like (laughs) i mean if, if you look at it from from trump's view it's like yeah the media is is against him so <laughs> i mean it's this isn't just something that is affecting uh you know the ability for libertarians to to make a difference i mean it's it's a it's a it's a real big issue um yeah <laughs> i don't know how else to say it it's like, <laughs> okay fair enough i mean I... Main, 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 well that's why mainstream is losing ground so i mean if, I, I guess if the trend continues, um, everybody will be on social media type news, and and uh, then we're at the the whims of Facebook determining what people see, which is even worse because Could they're be. not even a good barometer for what is and isn't you know real or fake news. Well, I mean, but obviously mainstream media is is fake. So I don't know. I don't know if it will be worse or not. I mean, it, it could be worse um, if they if they limit the amount of uh, uh, information people are allowed to, to receive. But that's the, I mean, if there was no Facebook, that would still be the, the default. We, we just don't have the, the right information, um, you know, coming from mainstream. So, okay. I, I don't, I don't think it could get worse. It might, it might, you know, Facebook might just try to keep us in the dark, uh, you know, how most people operate anyway. Like our own private China. Right, since everybody's yeah, and, on Facebook and, anyway, if Facebook controls the narrative, then that's all the news that is news. Yeah, and that's that's. Um, I think unfortunately, China is going to be the like the test case for uh, manipulating uh, minds and and uh, limiting dissent and all that stuff. So, um, and that you know that's where they're going to get all their information to. Maybe that's just a big no. Uh, Alex Jones conspiracy, I mean, it's, it's kind of happening. <laughs> you know? And the more they shut him down, the more it seems less like a conspiracy, man. I will, t- I will right. say that. Right. I mean, the, the last one I watched was, you know, after they shut him down and he was trying, he went to the courthouse or whatever to, to make his, his plea. And, uh, you know, and he was, and he was saying that like, okay, Google and Facebook and the, whatever, they're using servers in China. And so is your information safe if it's kept in China? Well, you know, like, 
maybe maybe not like (laughs) encryption does work but if 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 they're not interested in in keeping you safe then you won't be and uh you know for for a while this the cia had server access into in between google servers and google had to change the way they do business so that nobody would have access to uh, everybody's email when it when it went between their servers in house so uh, yeah just add more encryption and you can do that but if 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 the political views of google and china happen to match then they they won't have any incentive to uh you know keep the data secure so and i liked it better when it was do no evil and when china said we're going to censure you they said well we're just not going to be in china then right it's like oh yeah you know i i could see that and then you know google changes it to well it's better that they get a little bit of google you know rather than no google oh, sure. at all um, and, I, and I don't know how I would respond to that. I might even just make a separate company to just to service China rather than make it this, the same Google. Yeah. Um, but well, I might do that with a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Well, Google did that too, right? I mean, Google itself is a, a, a separate company under the Alphabet umbrella, which you know controls a lot of other different you know interests and holdings and you know mm-hmm. whatever. And it's all. Yeah. It's it's. Depending on who you listen to, right? It's either eh, just a thing, or uh, you know, a mind-numbing conspiracy to dominate the world, you know, by collecting all yeah, these little bits I, of data from different sources and then collaborating later. I think I think it's a slow-moving thing, and I, I think people uh, underestimate uh, the the value of of uh, free speech and 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 free free uh, media and news. You know, like um, th- things you know, art could, could change slowly for the worse until, and, and it's, it's like, if you don't notice it's, it's happening. Well, for, for example, for, for a long time, people had trust in the media when they shouldn't have. Um, and, and now of course the media keep, kept getting a little bit worse until the point where we can, you know, see it more readily, but, um, yeah. So the, the media changed into, uh, mind control, um, propaganda, and and so and social media could change into mind control too. You know, depending on who's in control of the the social media. So, yeah. um, something to watch out for, I guess. <laughs> or at least be aware of it, right? It's, it's yeah, one yeah. of those things where if you can recognize the bias, well, then you can you can account for it, right? Well, I mean, so you... so there's, there's 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 that one thing though that that people. And they did this scientifically with, with the Kavanaugh thing. They said people see what they want to see. And so if you look at the percentage of Democrats that side with uh, Ford, it's like 70% believe Ford. And then if you look at the uh, percentage that agree with Kavanaugh or believe him, um, like 70% of Republicans agree with them. And it's, it's like it's people seeing what they want to see and and not being rational uh, about it and yeah. and that's kind of that's kind of like why we have this uh divide um you know people put themselves in in these left or right positions or or they're you know biologically chemically whatever like i i identify myself as more 
more right leaning and I, and I don't know entirely why that is. Um, I just know it happens like, <laughs> because you don't want to associate with the left. Well, well maybe, but, um, I, I can still, I can, I can take my emotional response and be like, okay, yeah, Ford, I, I, I don't believe her at all. I think she's a loony, whatever. But that is more of, of that. Like I said, it's just this position that I'm automatically in and I can, I can still say, okay, I, I see, uh, I, I jumped to the a conclusion automatically because of, you know, whatever reason. And now I have to think about it rationally and, and think about what really matters and what really matters isn't even about uh, believing Kevin or not. It's what, what the things that we do know that he's done. Um, and so it takes a little bit more thought <laughs> to, to get to that, to that, that point. Um, yeah. And uh, the media isn't going to do that for you. <laughs> so I guess, I guess I'm trying to think of it from like an attorney perspective. And one of the, the you know, what jumps out at me is no matter who you believe, right? You can say like, I believe you, right? I believe everything that Ford said, right? If you're from the left, like I believe her, like I, I feel so bad for her, but rationally, right? right? There's no evidence to support your claim. So I believe you, but you can't prove anything one way or the other. So the, the mere fact that I believe you and that 70% of Democrats believe you um, does not make the truth, right? It's not you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't change the facts of the matter. Same with Kavanaugh, right? Like, I believe you, right? You like to drink beer. You know, like, I believe you that you don't get blackout drunk. I, I believe yeah. you, but luckily for you, right? There's no evidence to support her claim, right? Yeah. You don't, you don't have to be believed. You, you don't even have to be right. It's just what, what is, what can be proven and what, what can't be proven. Um, but I, but I also think it's, it's important to, to, uh, self analyze, uh, your, your thought process and realize oh, yeah. like, so what, you know, why it, it seems like, I mean, pretty consistently, I, I always, I fall to a, a right leaning spectrum. And I think, you know, if, and if I was, and if I consistently leaned left, uh, on, on these, uh, kind of knee jerk issues, um, then it, it's, it would be, a good idea to to analyze that and then and then find that and then and then kind of shed shed those those things uh away and and, and try to find something that yeah that does does matter than than rather uh you know which which team are you supporting all the time yeah. um i wish i could find it my buddy had a like one of those take a quiz things and it was like what's your what's your very very super specific position like, you know, right-leaning centrist, and there was a whole bunch of other adjectives to throw in there, but it was like yeah, yeah. it was like an eight-line hyphenated thing on, you know, where you exactly fall. <laughs> and I think it'd be fun to take that again and see, you know, see where it is. But I, I hear your point. Like, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking about it here, and but I there, go like, well, go ahead. There, there, ha there has been, I mean, lots of, you know, political science stuff trying to figure people out. Um, the, the ones I'm more interested in are, are the most, the most simple ones. And the simple ones are basically, you know, where do you fall left or right? And, and most people definitely fall within those categories, left or right. You know, yeah. I mean, I would say I'm, I'm more centrist and more, you know, uh, liberty minded because, um, those things are, are things, you know, deeper thoughts that, 
that, that take a while to uh, understand than just, you know, oh, I'm with this team or that team, you know? <laughs> like, right. I think, okay, so so for me then, if, if that's how we want to break it down, I will say I I probably also fall more right than left. But a lot of that is because um, what the left is currently comprised of is people that I'm sympathetic to, but I don't actually relate to, right? Like Antifa sounds good in name only, right? You go like, oh, you you don't like fascists, right? I don't like fascists either. Like I'm one of you. I'm anti-fascist, right? And and then they go and destroy, you know, private businesses as opposed to, you know, like fascist businesses or fascist, you know, uh, buildings, right? Go, oh, you're not really what you say you are, right? Like you need a different title for what you are because as an anti-fascist, what you're doing uh, makes me look bad, right? And then, you know, the, the other, uh, you know, the other big lefty positions are is like you know, equal rights and feminist rights and, you know, gender rights for whatever, whatever that term means anymore, right? And I'm as vanilla as it gets when it comes to those labels, right? Heterosexual, mostly white male, right? So, like, I can't relate to your struggles, but I support your struggles, right? Not, not, not in that respect, but I, su- I support your fight against those struggles. Uh, until you go, like, we need to pass a law. And I go, oh, you know, no, not on my team, right? Like, you know, re- restricting the rights of others is, is not how to, to equalize yourself to them unless we're all, you know, equally equally bound by, you know, government rules and edicts and, and smashed under the boot of the state, right? So, like, I don't, I don't relate I don't relate to that side um, as much as, you know, on the right side where they go like, oh, no, you know, this this stuff makes sense. And if we look at the economics of it, um, you know, it works. And then they go like, well, we need to cut. We need the right people to go like, well, we need to cut spending. I go, right, right. And then they go, except for the military. And I go, not on my team either, <laughs> you know. But, yeah, well. So as as far as like the Antifa, it's it's funny because they they see themselves as uh, you know ex- extreme left, uh, and if you look up the definition of fascism, it says uh, stuff about uh, dictatorial control. Um, and so what they've done is that anything that is controlling me is bad, and so. Um, in, in that case, I mean, you could you could make the case that that um, uh, uh, I'm I'm a slave to air because I have to I have to breathe, you know, and it's it's totally retarded. But that's that's kind of how they look at things. Like, yeah. oh, you know, these this this private business is here, and and you and you have to have money to buy stuff from them because and so, and, and I don't think I should have to have money to do that. I think I should just be able to have it. So. Uh, yeah. That's a control. That's a control that I cannot stand for, and it must be uh, demolished. Um, okay. And and but so that's weird because I'm not a slave to Starbucks. I'm not a slave to McDonald's. <laughs> I'm not a slave to Bank of America. Yeah, but you're a slave to the to the money that that you have to have to to get stuff from Starbucks. So you have to smash the the whole system. Um, that I mean. I mean, it's, it doesn't make any sense. It's, it's yeah, it's ludicrous. Good. I hear your point. Like I'm just playing devil's advocate. It is ludicrous. The, the their yeah. thought process makes very yeah. little sense. 
Yeah. So it's just it's just an ex- extreme form of uh, I don't know how to say it. Like like um, every everything should be my way, and and it, you know exactly how I want it. And if it's not, then it must be destroyed. Um, that's how that's how selfish it is. Yeah. Why? Well, and but that's like both sides of the political spectrum, right? It, you know, everything I like must be subsidized, and everything I don't like must be taxed. Yeah. Right. That's that's like the goal of every politician and, to get into office. And that's like when whenever I talk about the state, I'm like, I don't really care if it exists or not. But people that don't want to pay for it shouldn't have to. You know, if if yeah. if, if it's a voluntary system, like they send the bill and like 90 percent of people pay it because they want, want to feel safer with the police. Uh, that's fine. Put me on the list that says this guy didn't pay, you know, but don't come to my house and fucking you know break in it steal my shit and put me in prison for it (laughs) or break in without a warrant because your neighbor did something wrong and they got the wrong house right yeah yeah. like leave leave this place alone yeah all right one one other thing that was kind of it's it's short and but it's a funny anecdote um like i said we went to a couple of meetup groups um over the past week since the last show just trying to meet you know meet some meet some other like-minded individuals and kind of integrate into into that culture here um and so we went out to uh social sundays uh, in Keene, new hampshire um had uh, you know uh, unfortunately m was the only female there uh, because you know much 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 like other libertarian get-togethers it is a highly, highly dense uh, male group of, of people. Um, but as we're, you know, we, so we, we, we talk the story with everybody, just kind of mingling and having fun. Uh, and then we're getting ready to go. And, you know, we're, we're from out of town. So we got we to gotta look stuff up and check the map and, you know, figure out where we're going. Um, and M throws out this question that was hilarious, right? And she goes like, uh, can I hold my phone when we walk outside? And I, I, I gave her a look first. I'm like, well, that's a stupid question, right? Like, how hard is it to hold your phone when we walk outside? And she goes like, no, can I actually, like, have my phone in my hand when we walk outside? And then everybody looked at us, you know, and looked at her like, why wouldn't you be able to hold your phone in your hand when we walk outside? Um, <laughs> and the reason was because in Hawaii, uh, you can't walk and text anymore, right? Like, that's against the law. <laughs> you know and so and so they looked at us and went really that's a thing you know like you know uh, i understand that this is not this is you know a free state project not a free state as it is but there, there's just some little things <laughs> like that you go like so much better here right like so just <laughs> small things like that you go like no if, yeah you you can carry your phone in your hand and you can look at your phone while you're walking down the street um in Keene, new hampshire although they are slated to to be stupid um, like Hawaii and not sell uh, tobacco products to, to people under 21. Like that's the new adult age or soon to be adult age for, for oh, cigarettes really? and nicotine. Yeah. And in, in Keene, Keene specifically, not in the whole state. Um, hmm. But you know, the, 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 the laughter that we got when she was like, no, cause you can't text and walk in Hawaii. And they were like, how do they even enforce that? And I go like, what? well, you know, it should be the opposite. They should lower the drinking age to 18. I mean, at least, at um, least, at least eight. I mean, I, I don't know. I just think, you know, even if you're going to do something wrong, at least be consistent about it. And so people have like understanding of what things are. 
Like, yeah. are you a man at 18 or are you not a fucking man at 18? You know, like, yeah. which one is it? <laughs> well, and it's, even it's in that just... case, right, like the, you know, the, the age to rent a car in a lot of places is like 25. So you're not even like a full adult until you're 25. Like, that's the last thing sure. to check off I mean, on the list for me. I, I think stuff like that should be left up to the private market to figure out. Like, if you're going to have age discrimination... Like, don't make it a government thing. Make it make yeah. it a private company. Like, if a company wants to rent to an eighteen year old, that's that's on them, man. Like, yeah, it's probably going to be more expensive. I, I'm I probably won't rent my Corvette to an eighteen year old. You know, I mean, <laughs> it just yeah. it's kind of common sense. But but uh, if you have a Toyota Echo, right? Yeah, like, sure, yeah. sure. Well, eh, even then, I mean, the, there's still there's still that risk, right? And so you know, depending on how much risk you want to take. Yeah. Um, but it should be up to everybody to, to figure it out. I don't, I don't know why there should be any government restriction on that. Um, yeah. insurance companies, you know, that's basically on them. That's, that, that's, that's, and what that's they where do. I would lay it. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, in most States and I think it's, it's here. I don't know the, I don't know everything about everything yet, but I know that I was 16 when I got my license to drive. Like I was a 16 year old, fully licensed driver on the road. Um, and so when they go like, no, you got to wait like nine years to rent a car. I go, well, I'm already qualified to drive, right? What do you think? You know, if, if I need to rent a car, like why, why would, <laughs> as a licensed driver, as a certified, you know, member of the, like the public driving force, yeah. um, why shouldn't I? And I, and again, I see your point that, you know, it, it should be left up to the companies, but what company, you know, for, for a fee, right? I understand that, you know, my, my insurance was a lot higher when I was younger than it was like when I hit that magic number and became like, you know, a real adult, um, as far as, you know, risky, risky driving behavior. But if, if the, if the price is higher and the insurance is higher and I can pay it, um, you know, because I'm also working, you know, a working member of society, um, then why, why limit, why put that last bit of restriction? Right. You know, that was the other conversation that we had was, you know, um, the, 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 what what you know? I think t- we, were, I think we were talking about the the tobacco thing coming out of Keene. It's like, well, what should the proper age be, right? And I said there shouldn't be, right? My position has always been: if you can afford it, you can have it. I don't care how you got the money. It's not my responsibility to to you know track how you got the money. If you're like a 14 year old kid and your parents give you allowance and you save that allowance up for a pack of cigarettes, um, that's none of my business, right? You came with money. I have the cigarettes. You can have them. Right. If, if you have a contract with your parents that says like this money is not to be used for certain things, right? Then that's a contract violation between you and them, and it's nothing to do with me. I'm I'm merely a third party who has the goods that you're looking for. You know, if if the parents found out that you bought cigarettes with allowance money that they told you not to, to spend it on it, well then they could easily cut you off, right? Like it's it's you know then you don't get any 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 uh, allowance money. But if you worked for it and you earned it, no matter what that job is, you know, no matter how how black, white, or gray market that job is, if you can afford it, you can have it. If you come to me with money for goods, like I don't, I don't want an age of consent on the ability to sell anybody anything. Um, you know, I got in trouble on three separate occasions um, at the job that I had for selling cigarettes to minors because I didn't card anybody. Like I, not only did I believe that philosophy, I lived that philosophy, and I only got. Uh, prosecuted, uh, found guilty once. Like I, I beat the charges two out of three times, which is, I was very pleased about. Uh, 
I mean, my boss wasn't too pleased. You know, they're like, hey, b- bust it again, boss. And I, all right, you're finally fired for that, you know, kind of stuff. But <laughs> that's also his prerogative. Like, my prerogative was like, I don't, I don't really care. If they come in with money, you know, they, they can have the cigarettes. And if, if they come in with money and someone and, you know, another clerk was there, um, I would tell them to come back when I was the one working. Or I would go out and, like, get the money, buy it, and give it to them later. I was, I was full service, you know, you can have what you can afford type of thing, um, even with friends, right? Like, I had a lot of young friends at the time who were underage to buy lots of things, and I was, I was that guy um, that would get them what they need because if, if they have the money, um, and I charged them a commission. Like, I, I took a percentage of that, too. Like, I'll, I'll buy you the beer, but however much money beer you bought, I get 10%. Totally. If you pay twenty bucks in beer, it costs you two bucks to have me do it. Like I totally, I totally took advantage of that you know, black gray uh, market opportunity. But it shouldn't, it shouldn't exist. Twenty-one year old, you shouldn't be able to, you know, you shouldn't have to be twenty-one to buy smokes, right? Even in Hawaii, when that was a thing, I had a coworker who was like in the tweener section, right? Like he was twenty uh, at the time, so he had been buying his own cigarettes for like two years. Right, and then all of a sudden needed to go find a guy because they changed the law before he turned twenty-one. Like, what kind of nonsense is that? <laughs> Complete nonsense. But I just thought that was funny—the whole like walking with the phone in your hand. Shall we get the headlines? Sure. All right. This this one's from you, so maybe we maybe we do this one first if you want, MC. MC. Students headline. Students say they are going hungry because school cafeteria doesn't have enough food. Uh, headline. Cuban doctors say are, they are treated like slaves. Uh, headline. TSA confiscates bullet-shaped ice cube, even though unusable bullets are TSA approved. Uh, headline. Government surveillance. Those signs showing your speed may be spying on you. Uh, headline, Nationwide Presidential Alert Texts. Not the best idea. Uh, headline, Grandfather and Grandson Detained by Officer Kicked Out of Park for Drinking Kombucha Tea. And finally, headline, Feds Force Suspect to Unlock an Apple iPhone X with their face. Uh, any place in particular you want to start? Or you want to start? Oh, I'll pick anything. Let's, All right, see let's just go with students say they're hungry since... I was I was honestly surprised when I saw <laughs> when I saw that you had, uh, post an article. So let's do it. Uh, Colorado students at Adams High School complain they are often forced to go all day without eating, and they blame the school cafeteria. It hurts a lot. Freshman Ayani Ayani Mosley told Fox 31, "I can't focus because I'm telling my friends I'm hungry, and they're like, I'm hungry too." According to the district <laughs> website. Adam 14 schools offer free breakfast and lunch daily to every student in its school. Ayani says despite the free meals, she has struggled to get enough to eat since her first day at ACHS. As soon as I get up there, I look and they're like, oh, sorry, we don't have none. And they close the window and say, go to the next line. And then I would go to the next line and it would happen the same thing, she said. Uh, Fox 31 asked Ayani, is a problem of not wanting to eat the food that is served or you just can't get it? She replied, I just can't get it. Why isn't there enough food being made for all these kids, her mom, Monica Diaz, said. Uh, Diaz told Fox 31 that she has brought the complaints up to school administrators multiple times. They say after they run out of food, there are always peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Uh, What about the kids who have allergies to peanut butter? Some kids just don't like the texture of peanuts. 
So that means out kids don't eat, she said. Uh, adding to the problem, Diaz says there is school policy that does not allow outside food to be brought into the school. That means no packed lunches from home, no snacks. What? And parents are not allowed to drop off food during the day. Huh? Uh, I... I'm sorry. Could you say that again? <laughs> sure. Adding to the problem, Diaz said there is a school policy that does not allow outside food to be brought into the school. So no packed lunches from home, no snacks, and parents are not allowed to drop off food during the day. Uh, if I send her with food just so I can make sure my child eats, it gets thrown away if she gets caught with it, she said. Uh, according to Diaz and her daughter, students are not allowed to leave campus for lunch unless they have a special pass that is only available to juniors and seniors. But students can bring money to purchase snacks from vending machines within the school. Uh, I started sending her with money to use at the vending machine, Diaz said. Uh, during a visit to the school Wednesday, however, she says the vending machines were empty. Uh, I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I'm hurt, she said. Uh, Diaz snapped a photo of the empty shelves and posted the photo on Facebook along with her daughter's complaints. Several other parents agree their child, their child experiences the same issues with access to food at the Adams City High School. Uh, there are parents that are depending on schools to feed their kids, Diaz said. There's hundreds of other kids. It's not just about my child. It's about every other child that's there. Uh, Fox 31 reached out to school and district staff to discuss the complaints but has not yet received a response. Uh, so your thoughts on, on this article, MC students going hungry, uh, not in Venezuela, but in fucking Colorado. <laughs> well, it's amazing that, that it's, that it's like supposed to be free. Um, and then of course they run out, um, <laughs> because it's free. So I guess some people are getting more than they need. I don't know. Or, or I don't know. Maybe they just, well, Maybe more than they need, and they can't even blame it on, like, you know, the people who can afford it, you know, getting there first, because even right. if they can afford it, they're not allowed to bring in their own. Right. That that not being able to bring in your own food. I mean, when I was in high school, I my my parents uh, packed my lunch or I packed it myself and uh, only because like this, the school food wasn't that good and it was cheaper and better to, to do it myself. So, yeah. Um, Wow. I mean, I, I actually have a, a different solution, probably one that, you know, isn't really thought of. And, 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 that, and my solution is kind of similar to the way I view the, the 40 hour work week too. Um, I think it's just too long. Um, so if school was like five hours long, um, you know, including breaks or whatever. And so if you eat before you go to school, you should be able to make it, you know, Yeah. maybe, maybe have a snack or whatever. Uh, but you should be able to make it and then eat it, eat directly you know, after that. And so that, that issue of, of food, you could even still have the cafeteria there, but it's that at that point it's like totally optional. Like yeah. if there's not enough food there, you just go somewhere else, you know, <laughs> or that you should be allowed to. <laughs> yeah. And, and I have another solution, like don't go to that school. That sounds like a shitty school. <laughs> <laughs> well, it also sounds like a public school, right? Which means uh, for, for those parents that can't afford school taxes and to send their kids to a private school, right? They, it's, it's, you know. Uh, well, it's basically mandatory, but. Yeah. Like what else, um, you know, what, what else can yeah, you do? Re re resist. <laughs> Move. <laughs> get, get out of that school district. Or sneak it in. Like yeah. I would, I, I mean, would be one yeah, of those like resistant parents. Yeah, there's obviously things you could do to uh, to get around it, and 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 people should. 
um, and they should be mocked and everything. Ridiculed. Every day. I think I think if I had a parent in that school, I would send my kid to school with food, with the explicit instructions as to not let it get taken away. Like if you get caught with it before you hand that shit over, you fucking eat that. You eat it right yeah. in front of them, and then or, when you get in trouble. Guess who has your back? This guy. Or or you know fight them to the death, and then and then uh, you know when they when they hurt you trying to get your food away, then you sue them. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't. <laughs> Like okay, it's one thing. Okay, no, no food in the school. Okay, fine. You have food. Okay, you can't enter. All right, fine. Like, <laughs> yeah. Did but you, it's did... another thing if they were if they would like physically attack you trying to take your food away, just because oh, yeah. they think no. they're right. Yeah, I'd have none of that as as a student or as a parent, right? Like, I I was a pretty uh, belligerent student, as it were, already. You know, and so I, I kind of think I would carry that into, you know, parenthood, uh, you know, especially when it's forced, especially when it's mandatory to be there, especially when, you know, some of the other alternatives to schooling aren't made available to everybody. You know, you just you you got to, you know, stand your ground as much as possible on our on, on the anarchy on the road portion of our journey. Um, you know, we stayed with uh, M's aunt in Colorado and her aunt's like currently a a substitute teacher for the, for the school district. And so we had a, it was, it was an interesting discussion. Um, And part of it, you know, highlights the, the entire status mentality. Cause I said, you know, she's like, you know, these kids need to have respect for the teachers. You know, they can't be back talking and doing all that stuff. And I go, well, you, you force them to be there, right? It's not even, like, why, why would you have respect, you know, for, for the slave master, for the jail guard? You know, it's like, what? You know, those, that's not what this is. I go, well, that's exactly what it is. You know, you, you can call it whatever you want to, but if, if right. you know, school is mandatory, you know, and she's like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Just shut, shush, of course she shut doesn't your mouth. Hear it. Right. And, and, and so again, once again, right. Like just, you know, just like the left, um, which I assume, uh, was she, no, I think she said she was, uh, I think she said she leaned more right politically in a different discussion, but either way, just just like the the status, I'm going to say mentality. Then, right, it's whenever you hear uh, an opposition voice, the the natural reaction is to stifle it, right, to shut it down, right. to to not let. It, like she didn't even want to hear what I had to say. She just knew that I disagreed with her, and that she was having none of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I mean, that's, that's a big problem hearing what you want to hear. And, and I'm not, I'm, I'm susceptible to it too, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And so it's, it's like, you really have to try and put effort into things uh, when you're trying to figure out what is right and wrong and, and all that. It's not, it's not something that you, you just, you just always know. And okay. uh, so, um, yeah, I do, I do it all the time. And, uh, and uh, it's, it's, it's sometimes sometimes it's difficult to like really try to see things from uh, the opposite viewpoint. But okay. like in, in this Kavanaugh situation, is like I was immediately disgusted by Ford. Like her face, her voice was just like like no way. I don't want to hear that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I, and honestly, I don't need to like that. Like I said, the whole the whole thing was stupid anyway. But the whole thing, yeah. Uh, um, but like, if I if I had to, uh, like, if there's some alien technology that was uh, 
placed before me and says, if, if I get this wrong, um, then the whole world will, will cease to exist. Um, and, and, uh, and even though there's like, obviously there's no facts involved. Right. Yeah. But the, the only ones that would know is that the aliens with the technology to go back in time and see what happened. Right. Sure. <laughs> and so, so in that situation, like how difficult would it be to like really, you know, think about what she's, she has to say. And, and, and so in, in a situation like that, I think like still, it would still be the same way. Like the, the leftist Democrats, 70% would, would side with Ford and, and the, the right Republicans would, you know, 70% always agree with, with, yeah. uh, with Kavanaugh. And, and, and that I don't think there's anything. Too. Yeah. But I don't think there's anything that, that can be done about, uh, how we, uh, analyze things that are not facts you know <laughs> yeah we we do see what we want to see and it's and it's hard for us to see things that we that we don't want to see <laughs> maybe maybe it's my arrogance and maybe it's an area that i need to focus on working on as you're suggesting to mc uh, but a lot of times i i'm okay listening to other people uh expouse their views because i am so certain so certain that I'm right, um, that it, I don't, I don't have to stifle it. I, I can like, I can hear it, I can yeah. process it and then I can shut it down. Yeah. Um, and I'm so confident in my ability to do that, that I, I, I hear, I hear out what everyone has to say. Yeah. And right. so like something that Jordan Peterson would do is, is try to find out, well, like the other person, if you really care about them and you're really trying to figure out what they're trying to say, um, you would have to find out what what they are right about you know that they're you have to make the assumption that they're not just horrible people that they sure. do have some some type of value system even if it's messed up um yeah. but you have to find out you know what things they're right about and then try to solve that for them instead of uh, yeah yeah or not necessarily right about I, I don't know if i'd use that term but i would say um, what their what their goals are, right? Because you know what I, I brought it up in the past, and I, I think you may have a, a different understanding of what I was trying to say at the time back then. Was for me a lot of times it's like it's not it's not what you want, it's how you go about getting it done, right? It's it's the mechanism you choose to use to accomplish your goals, and for me, like I don't like I said, I I don't really relate. Uh, to the left so much because um i just i'm i i i don't really fit in with their the, the, with their current identity as far as identity politics is concerned but i can sympathize with their goals right i can sympathize with their in with you know with the past struggles um and then i just i get hung up on well what are you trying to how are you going about accomplishing your goals now Right, and if your current if your current mechanism for doing so is to use the use the tools of the state, use the guns of government, <laughs> and to shut down everybody else, so, well, then I can't get behind that. Like I want to be sympathetic, so the, I just can't get behind the way you do it. One of the you know famous people that that uh, is, uh, I guess, like a, uh, a figurehead of the right, uh, Ben Shapiro. Yep. Um, he he correctly identified uh, something you know, about, about the left and, and socialism. Um, and that is, that it is, uh, well, he said it's, it's, it's theft. 
you know, redistribution of wealth is, is theft. Sure. Um, and, and, he, and he even said, like, taxes are theft. I'm like, okay, so why does that, why does this not apply to everything that the right does? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> it's like, it's like he, he can hold that value up and, and, the, and, the, and the right applauds him. Yeah, yeah, taxation is theft and, and socialism sucks. You can't, you know, you can't, you know, take, take from hardworking people and give it to people who are not hardworking. And, uh, but, you, but you can for police and the military, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I mean, it, re- it reminds me of the debate a few years ago between um, Larkin Rose and um, Jan Helfeld. Right? Yeah. Or, you know, Jan or Jan. It, it, he's a dude, but his name's like J-A-N. Um, if you're not familiar with him and he got really popular within the Liberty circle because he would, he would interview politicians uh, and he would use the Socratic method to tear down like their political positions. Mm -hmm. Right. And it was, it was amazing to watch. And you would think that someone who was, you know, so versed in the Socratic method um, could use it on their own positions to reduce it down, um, to an acceptance that, you know, liberty and freedom um, is the way to go about things uh, when interacting with other human beings. Right. Um, and he got in and he got into a debate with Larkin Rose. Um, and, and again, you would, you would think like, Oh yeah, Socratic method, like easy, easy for this guy to come around and get out of his own head. Um, but no, right. He, he, you know, he, he, he went through all this rigmarole, um, you know, and, and to justify the necessity of government. Right. Like you go like, well, the same argument, the same Socratic method that you were using to, to take down all these other politicians, if you just turn it around and use it on what you just said, uh, you would be on our side too, right? It's, it's you know, with Ben Shapiro, it's that inability to see past, uh, see past your enemy, I guess, and, and to really look at your own position um, and do that. And I, you know, I, I personally think... Um, that within uh, within my own personal positions that I've gone through that process and and which is one of the reasons why um, I'm an anarchist. Um, one thing one thing I'm going to have to learn a little bit um, because I view it as a contradiction. Um, but again, uh, uh, we were at uh, a meetup group here, and they were talking about like you know uh, full on anarchists you know running for office and being elected uh, to the local legislature. I go that doesn't sound like a thing. To me, that's a conflict. You know, that's an oxymoron. You don't, you don't. Number one, you don't have anarchists running the legislature because the whole point of being an anarchist is to, you know, tear down the state um, and not to rule over others. And and you know, like, oh no, full-on anarchist. Like, you know, you talk to him, he's an anarchist. He just happens to be, you know, in the legislature. And and you, rich, should support him. And I go. I might support him. Still not going to vote for him though, because I'm the, I'm I I consider myself to be like a principled non-voter and non-participant on all those you know all those political things. Um, so I'm interested in to see how how you know like we we can laugh about it uh, back home, right? With you know, with the Libertarian Party running for whatever it is they're running for, uh, but over here they're they're claiming anarchists in office. I go. I I would love to see how that works and how that manifests. <laughs> I, I'm still not going to vote. Like screw the you know screw them on that. You can you can invite me to all the rallies you want, and maybe I'll hold a <laughs> sign or two. But you better believe that I'm not registering. I ain't voting. Um, you know I'm not even going to call you like the best candidate. You're just like the lesser of two evils at that point. Right. <laughs> 
Yeah. Don't try, so, don't try to pull me into that nonsense. So, some of the things the Libertarian Party here is doing. Well, so what, there's one guy, he's, he's running for office, and I, I think he'd do a decent job. He actually understands how the government works, so, you know, he can actually do something if he gets elected. Okay. Um, and he's, he's a Libertarian, and his only other oppo- opponent is a Republican. And Republicans aren't too favorable right now because a lot of people are going to come out to vote against uh, the, the Trumps, yeah. uh, Trump supporters. So, so he he might actually win just by being the the not Republican guy. <laughs> um, so that that would be great. But uh, I guess a, a lot of the focus is on uh, just uh, interacting with with the politicians that are in office and trying to get them to do not so bad things. Uh, so whenever they come up with a bad bill, they do a whole bunch of policy analysis on it and, and they, you know, bring it to light so that everybody knows like, yeah, this thing's really bad. Um, and, you know, show them all the unintended, unintended consequences that, that are possible. Um, and then, you know, try to try to get people to think rationally. And yeah. and they they've been successful uh, a couple times um, on certain on some things like obviously like the the, the walking with the cell phone thing <laughs> like somehow that got through. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the the bigger things where where a lot of money is involved, um, I think those get more more attention because the state is basically broke anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> I guess from my perspective, when it comes to that sort of uh, political agenda, right, it has to be it has to be then a two pronged approach, right? It has to be, you know, uh, we're going to we're, we're going to vote against this bad law, right? We're, we're going to make people aware of this bad law. Um, and then if and if those people pass it anyway, right, then there has to be another wave of people going, we're going to break this bad law damn the consequences right like if if, you know if and that's that's the and in my opinion that's the more important aspect of it because the the people breaking the law are the ones show are the ones demonstrating a resistance to the bad policies right if they pass if you fight against a bad law and they pass it anyway and then you go about your business abiding by the bad law right then what what's the point Right. To me, the point is to, you know, to live free, to be free as much as possible. Uh, and if that involves breaking bad laws, then so be it. Right. Like that's that has to be a part of that has to be a part of the equation is we don't we we would like it if you wouldn't pass bad laws. However, we're not going to abide by your bad laws if you do like one way or the other. You don't control us and we get to do what we want as free humans. All right. I think we're running out of time. All right. Final thoughts? Uh, no. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, you guys know where to find us, anarchistexperience.com, facebook.com slash anarchistexperience. Uh, the, the article that we posted, not in the groups, only on the page. Uh, but if you want to see the other show prep articles that we had, uh, headlines we had, do that in the groups, facebook.com slash groups slash anarchistexperience. I got to do more on Twitter. Find us there, twitter.com slash theanarchistexp. And if you'd like to contribute to the show financially, uh, we do that through Patreon, patreon.com slash theanarchistexperience. 
Uh, and a shout out to LRN.FM one more time because I got to meet the, the proprietor of that over the weekend. Uh, dude didn't even know who I was, and I'm on his network. So big ups to them. Uh, and had fun hanging out with y'all. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to y'all next week. Peace.